Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is Accessing Losses Through Direct Indexing. In 2019, Ritholtz Wealth Management was one of five firms that beta tested some new software from O'Shaughnessy Asset Management called Canvas. It was a new form of direct indexing, very granular, very specific, designed for advisors to operate across uh, several different practice areas. We were one of the few beta testers that got to play with it, and I wanted to share our experiences with Canvas specifically and direct indexing generally, and, and what future opportunities this form of asset management might have for both investors and wealth managers. This is part one, focusing on tax loss harvesting. Part two will focus on diversification. Part three on ESG investing. This is the week in April when everyone is scrambling to finish their taxes. The pandemic once again postponed that April 15th deadline, and so it presents us with an opportunity to discuss a related aspect of your annual filing, namely capital gains taxes. I want to delve into the advantages of direct indexing versus traditional mutual fund and ETF portfolios. In particular, I want to focus on the enormous benefits of direct indexing in tax loss harvesting. Direct indexing has been on my radar for almost a decade. My buddy, Dave Nottig, you probably know him from ETF.com or ETF Database. He's one of the most knowledgeable and most bullish people I know on direct indexing. That's kind of funny because you would think somebody who specializes in ETFs might not be interested in this sort of stuff. Direct indexing is theoretically a challenge to traditional mutual funds and, and ETFs. So we've discussed and debated this topic over the years. I recall very vividly about five years ago up at Camp Kotak having a long discussion about, wait, you're going to take my 14 mutual funds, convert their holdings into individual company direct ownership. I'm going to end up with 3,000 stocks. How expensive is that going to be to execute? And why do I need a quarterly statement that's thousands of pages long? It sounds like a giant pain in the neck. Lots of complications versus simple, cheap, passive ETFs. But I have learned that Dave is a knowledgeable person. And when he gets enthusiastic about something, I pay attention. And so I was intrigued by the potential of the idea of direct indexing, assuming we could get past some of those problems. And in fact, when we were shown the demonstration of Canvas by O'Shaughnessy, it was pretty clear immediately what the benefits of this were going to be to clients of, of Ritholtz Wealth Management. First, you can get very granular in terms of negative screens for socially responsible and or environmental, social, and corporate governance investing. You could use positive screens to tilt a portfolio towards certain factors like value or quality or size or whatever. Number three, you could shift a portfolio away from a given sector or style when clients' income and equity were just already overexposed to that space. In other words, their employment, their salary, their stock options, their exercise stock, all were exposed to whatever that company was. 
you can move their portfolio away from that in ways that you just couldn't do previously. And then lastly, tax loss harvesting, you know, individual companies versus broad ETFs and mutual funds. And here's the funny thing. My initial assumption about how clients or even prospective clients would warm to direct indexing was exactly in that order. ESG first, factor tilt second, risk diversification third, and and maybe tax loss harvesting last. What 2020 revealed was that I had it precisely backwards. The biggest driver of direct indexing for RWM clients was reducing capital gains taxes from concentrated equity holdings. You know, these are typically employee-owned stocks or some other concentrated equity positions, typically with a very low cost basis, which means when you sell them, you incur a pretty chunky capital gains tax, even if it's long-term, because it's such a profitable position, you're going to end up giving away about 23% federal and then whatever your state tax is. That is very significant. What do the typical tax loss harvesting process look like? Well, prior to working with direct indexing in Canvas, we would have a portfolio with 10, 12, 14 mutual funds and ETFs. We have advisors and our traders looking for opportunities to engage in a little tax loss harvesting. You want to take the portfolio positions that are doing the worst and sell them to capture that loss and replace them with a near identical alternative. So if you're in a dimensional funds total market, U.S. equities, and it's probably about 3,000 names and it's down, you could sell it and replace it with a Vanguard total market, which is going to be a slightly different 3,000 names. No two managers are going to have identical holdings in that. So you sell a couple of your losers, you replace them with something similar, and whatever capital gains the clients might have accumulated over the course of a year, you can reduce by, by those losses. I would consider 20 to 30 basis points of the portfolio's total value offset by this capital gains loss harvesting to be a a pretty okay year. You know, some years it's more, some years it's less. Hey, you do 40 to 50 basis points, that's considered a really good year in tax loss harvesting. Now, here's where things get really interesting. Direct indexing is vastly superior to mutual funds for tax loss harvesting for a couple of reasons. First, the potential pool of tax loss options, they number in the thousands, not 10 to 15 funds. It's literally 2,000 stocks. So that's enormous. Regular market volatility creates all sorts of opportunities, far greater drawdowns than you typically see amongst a broadly diversified mutual fund. Being very granular allows a very targeted approach. And what I mean by that is clients will inform us how much they want to sell, how quickly they want to work out of that position, and you can adjust your approach based on that. And and lastly, and perhaps most importantly, direct indexing allows investors to access losses that fund owners cannot. Let me explain that in greater detail because that last point is perhaps the most significant aspect of direct indexing when it comes to lost harvesting. So think about equities in general and mutual funds in particular. You know, I've written about this. It's pretty well established. 
Most of your portfolio gains will come from a very small handful of outsized winners. And there's a variety of different academic studies, but they range from as much as 4% of your holdings or as little as 1.3% of your holdings are what drives all your gains. You know, somewhere between 1% and 4%. What that means in English is take a portfolio of 100 stocks, one, two, three, or four of those stocks are going to count for all of your performance. What this means is 96 to 99% of equities simply average out to flat. Your winners offset your losers. And herein lies the huge advantage of direct indexing over ETFs and mutual funds. You can access the losers that would otherwise net out to zero. In other words, the performance of any fund or index is the sum total of its individual holdings, gains, minus losses. So if you have a fund that's down 5% for the year, on a market cap weighted dollar basis, there were that many more losers than winners, and it nets to 5%. It's really simple. It's the winning position minus all the losing positions, right? For mutual fund holders who tax loss harvest, that net average is all they're working with. Mutual fund investors have to treat a mutual fund as what it is, a single security whose cost basis changes over time. They don't get to look inside the portfolio and say, sell my Exxon Mobil, I want to book that loss. They only get to treat the fund as, well, a fund, and they have to take that average. So said differently, the vehicle, the mutual fund that holds all those winners and losers only lets the investor access the average gain or loss. This makes the vast majority of losses inaccessible to the fund holder. The winners that drive upside performance work against losers when it comes to tax loss harvesting because they net out. On the other hand, when we look at direct indexing and a product like Canvas, it grants you access to all of the losers without requiring the owner to do anything with the winners. This is a massive advantage to anyone selling a concentrated position because so much more of your capital gains tax obligation can be dealt with in a way that creates an offset. 2020 turned out to be an unbelievable year for accessing losses. The single biggest driver of direct indexing for RWM clients who had either low-cost basis stock or concentrated equity positions to sell did very well in 2020. How much so? Well, last month, I spoke to some of the folks at O'Shaughnessy, and we ran through an intensive review of RWM clients using Canvas. A little background, we manage about $2 billion in client assets across 1,400 households or so. We have about $300 million, actually somewhat over $300 million in direct indexing with Canvas. These include about 160 taxable accounts. So, you know, somewhere between 15% of our assets and 12% of our households are, are working with direct indexing. And you have to break them out in two groups. The average for everybody for 2020 was about 80 basis points of their portfolio since inception through February of 2021. And we've only been using Canvas since 2020. So it's about a year. 80 basis points sounds like a big number. Remember earlier I said, hey, 20, 30 basis points in an average year is pretty good and 50 is great. The average we did was 80, and that's huge. On the other hand, if you look at the, the accounts that were established before January 2020, their numbers are pretty wild. It's, it's pretty astonishing. I'm going to give you some data and caveat. It's a handful of accounts. 2020 was an outlier. 
Don't expect this under normal years. But when we broke those accounts down and looked at the ones that were open before the market crashed and recovered, the data was nuts. Those accounts saw tax loss harvesting in excess of 475 basis points. That, that's a wild number. It's obviously an outlier. We're dealing with a small sample set. We're dealing with an outlier event in the 2020 crash. Nobody who direct indexes should expect to capture 475 basis points under normal circumstances. That really was a whole bunch of things that came together perfectly and don't expect that to happen again anytime soon. But to me, this is a proof of concept that, hey, you know, maybe not 34% crash and recovery, but 10% corrections occur on a regular basis and 20% corrections happen at least once every three years on average. So the proof of concept has been demonstrated. Even if you don't get a crazy 2020-like year, I still think that direct indexing is going to be vastly superior to mutual fund ownership when it comes to tax loss harvesting. I expect significant improvement over traditional tax loss harvesting of ETFs and, and mutual funds. And again, I want to emphasize no one should ever count on 475 basis points in a year. It was a surprise that these concentrated positions are what's been driving so much of the activity in our direct indexing portfolios. But with the benefit of hindsight, it should not have been a surprise. Hey, tax losses are real. It's not a theoretical benefit. These are hard dollars. They're quantifiable. They're specific to the penny. Not only do clients see actual dollar savings annually, they see them in their personal tax returns. It's real, and you could actually look at, oh, look, my capital gains tax was going to be X, and it turns out only to be half X. And those are real numbers. Sure, there are advantages for, of direct indexing for ESG and for diversification, they are strong advantages. They're just harder to quantify in a way that's as visible as your annual tax filing. So I mentioned direct indexing is now about 15% of RWM's assets. I expect that to grow to nearly half of client assets over the next five years. Managing the capital gains of concentrated positions is likely to be one of direct indexing's biggest drivers of growth for RWM. Up next, I'm going to discuss diversifying risk away from your job and your employer. Anyone who wants to learn more about managing concentrated equity positions or needs help with any aspect of your portfolio, you can go to RitholtzWealth.com or send us an email, info at RitholtzWealth.com. For more from me, be sure and check out the big picture at RitholtzWealth.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.